Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for we thank you for the opportunity we have to worship you tonight. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, who is to come. And so tonight, Lord, we pray that you might be with us during this time as we open your word and have fellowship around your word. Lord, we pray for uh, those who are not able to be with us tonight, but who are joining us. We pray that you might bless them today and that you might encourage them, that they might sense and know your presence uh, wherever they are, whatever conditions they are facing tonight. We pray for uh, some of our own who even today have gotten news of the loss of their loved ones, and we pray that you would be with them and others who have recently lost loved ones, others who suffer with sickness and others who are troubled and angry and emotional these days. We pray, Lord, for those that you've put on our hearts. So tonight, Lord, we pause to ask you to place that one person on our heart and our mind so that we might pray for them tonight. We pray that your will would be done in their lives. We pray that Jesus would be honored and glorified in their life and in their circumstances. We pray that we might be your people, that we might seek to serve you in this world, that we might learn to live for you and to practice those things that we need to practice so that we might be faithful witnesses for you. So bless now our time in the Word of God, and we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good evening. Good to see all of you. If you have your Bibles, find your place in John chapter 16. Uh, John chapter 16, as we continue to consider the things that we need as we live in this world and follow Jesus. And those of you who are joining us tonight, may the Lord bless you. And we're glad that you're able to do so wherever you are. We miss you and we understand uh, you're not being here, but we pray that you would be uh, encouraged as you spend time with us. Tonight we talk about holy courage. What do we need? We need courage. That's what we need. In these days we need courage. The Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, First Baptist Church and all of its people, we need courage. So we come to the end of these very, very special, there, there are sections of all of God's Word is important. All the words of the Lord Jesus are important. We think of the very special nature of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. We also consider the importance of these wonderful special words after uh, the Lord Jesus uh, uh, at the Lord's Supper, at the Passover, washed the disciples' feet and then began to talk about uh, his going away, his crucifixion, and the betrayal of Judas. Uh, just before he prays to the Heavenly Father in John 17, in those 26 verses, this, this, this is the last verse at the end of these marvelous words that he's been speaking to his disciples in these very special times. He says, These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage or be courageous. I have overcome 
the world. Heavenly Father, bless now the reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's consider first the greatest example of holy courage that ever will be, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. What did he say in Gethsemane? What did he say in agony as he faced uh, the reality of the wrath of God and uh, the coming of the cross? What did he say? He said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me yet. Not my will, but yours be done. The Lord Jesus showed holy courage, holy courage in facing the coming cross. In uh, Luke chapter 22, we see the Lord Jesus in the examples of his holy courage. Uh, he was arrested. First, first uh, mock trial was before the Sanhedrin the Jewish council, Luke twenty-two sixty-six. when it was day, the council of elders of the people assembled, both chief priests, scribes, they led him away to their council chamber. And they said, if you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, if I tell you, you will not believe. And, and if I ask a question, you will not answer. But from now on, here's holy courage. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And they all said, Are you the Son of God then? And he said, Yes, I am. So he stood with holy courage and declared that he was the Messiah before uh, the Sanhedrin. And then, of course, before Pilate, second mock trial before the Romans, and Pilate says, are you the king of the Jews? And he answers and says, it is as you say. And then before Herod, Herod was glad to see Jesus. This is Luke 23, 8. He wanted to see him for a long time. Herod thought of Jesus Christ as a celebrity. He wanted to see him. He'd heard all about him. And because he had been hearing about him and he was hoping to see some kind of sign performed by him and he questioned the Lord Jesus at some length, but notice the holy courage of the Lord Jesus. He said nothing. The Lord Jesus did not answer this politician. He answered him nothing. And then we're reminded, of course, as we come to the cross his courage in facing his death and praying for forgiveness for those who were crucifying him. And then we're also reminded of how Paul says to us in Hebrews chapter 12, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's holy courage. Tonight, you need courage. Some of you have about dropped your head as low as it'll go. Some of you have about given up. Some of you have determined that the world is won. Satan is victorious and viruses will control all things. You need to take courage tonight. 
Lift up your head and be courageous. You're a child of God. You're born again. You know the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the darkest of days, as these disciples were about to run away, in fact, the Lord says in John 16, 32, Behold, an hour is coming and has already come for you to be scattered, each to his own home and to leave me alone. That's holy courage when you stand for God all by yourself and nobody else stands with you. When you stand up against world systems and rulers and officials who think they know best for you about what you should believe and not believe and do and what you should not do, the Lord said, you're all going to be scattered and leave me alone and yet I am not alone. Because the Father is with me. Holy courage. The Lord Jesus, the Son of God, while He walked on the earth, demonstrated for us holy courage. I ask you, is there any holy courage, any courageous Christians in the world today? Where are they? Where have they gone? Oh, Pastor Mike, you've got to be young to be courageous, do you? Who told you that? You've got to be strong to be courageous. Well, how do you gain the strength to be courageous? It's time for us to be courageous and stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ in this world. Where's the church today? You see, the focal truth today is this. Believers need courage. Holy courage to live in this world to resist the devil, to not conform to the world, and to kill sin in our flesh. Courage! That's what we need. Well, if you have the notes tonight, I don't have this. If you're watching on the, on the, watching us, I'm sorry, I don't have any of this on outlines or PowerPoint for you. You just have to follow along. I'll do the best I can to keep you interested. The word courage, the Lord says, take courage here, verse 33. Take courage, before we make some observations, just a, a little bit about the word. Take courage. The Greek word is a word that means to be of good cheer. It has to do with the English definition of courage is, uh, is to not be deterred by danger or pain. So uh, here's the way I would describe for you courage. Courage is the mental condition of cheerful determination in spite of danger or pain. Every day you hear about a virus. Every hour some of you hear about a virus. Every day. As if that's the only danger in your life. There's an unseen enemy who's been stealing, killing, and destroying all this time. There's a world that Demands conformity and oh, it will in the future, I promise you. What will Christians do? Is there in your mind a mental determination, cheerful mental determination, that in spite of danger or pain, you will live for the Lord Jesus Christ regardless of the cost? 
Take courage. Where are the courageous Christians today? Our buildings are about emptied out. We, we, we're, we're unable to find our way to call, to encourage, to pray, to witness for Jesus. We've run and we've hidden. Where are the courageous Christians today? Here's what you need. Courage. Holy courage. So how do we gain it? These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage. I have overcome the world. Four observations tonight right out of verse 33. Number one, holy courage comes when we are encouraged by the Word of God. You'll never be courageous if you don't take time to go into God's Word. Now, as busy as you've been being informed of the latest news, have you spent any time in God's Word today? I'm talking to those who are here and you who are listening to me. Anybody been in the Word of God today? That's the source. That's the source that will give you what you need, first of all, to have holy courage. Some live today as if this is the first time there's ever been a worldwide crisis. Some live today as if there's, there's no hope that God is anywhere around. All we must do is rely upon man and his abilities to get us out of this. So few are willing to bow the knee in a time of pestilence. But in hard-heartedness they go on and the church, well, that's another matter. The Lord Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you. And the Lord spoke these words to them, all of these red letter words, in order to encourage them. Notice the very English word, courage within on the front. Encouragement. The way I gain courage is by being encouraged. And the one who encourages me is the Lord Jesus Christ and the Word of God. If you do not have any time for the Word of God, no wonder you have no courage or any encouragement. You're waiting for a vaccine, waiting for a political leader, waiting for some government solution. The words of the Lord Jesus have been given in the world for believers' encouragement. These things I have spoken to you. So I'll give you some examples here. As I always do because you're all spoiled. I printed them all out for you. So you don't even have to turn with your little fingers through your Bible. It's your spoiled people. Spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. And you don't even appreciate it. John, I don't want to hear any murmuring. It's the truth. It's what you are. And I love you anyway. I've done it for you for so long, it's like a little baby. You feed them a certain way long enough, and that's the way they always want it. Don't change. Wah, wah, wah. 
If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. That ought to encourage some of you tonight. You know, I preach as a dying man to dying people. We live as if we think we're not going to die. This, this matter that's around us and is eating us and consuming us with this, this thought about a virus, not thinking about the flu, not thinking about heart disease and all the other. Every one of us has a death day in here. Whether it's a COVID death or it's a heart attack or a stroke or an accident in a car wreck, I, I don't know. But I must have courage to live my life in victory in Jesus. If I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am there, you may be also. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. Whatever you ask in my name... That will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. That gives me courage. For when I obey the Lord Jesus and I keep his word as an obedient follower of Jesus, he comes to dwell inside of me. Regardless of what happens to me, I am now possessed by God. That ought to make us courageous. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. My relationship with the Lord Jesus brings fruitfulness in my life, whether I have one more day or a hundred more years. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. How do I gain courage? I love the Lord and I love those who are His people. Where's the courage? Where's the encouragement among God's people? Rather than the criticism attacking and abuse from one another. We blaming it on the times? We don't have that excuse. The early church was going through a lot more horrible, difficult times than we are today. And what was the Lord said to them here? He said, love one another. You're going to need each other. You're going to need each other. So the way you treat each other says a lot about whether you love one another. It's true in this church as well as all the rest of them. Courage comes because I know I'm loved by God and I'm loved by my brothers and sisters in Christ. But if you bite and devour one another and consume one another, God's not honored. And there's no courage. There's discouragement. Encouragement, discouragement. Two good English words. In and dis on the front of them. And courage at the heart of it. Discouraged or encouraged. 
If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. I have said to this church repeatedly all of my years, now into my 10th, things will become worse for the church, not better. And they are coming who will have courage to stand for Jesus. It won't be popular. You'll be name called. What is that old thing? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Does it just bother you that someone would name call you at work or in the world because you're a believer in Jesus? I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. The Holy Spirit of God. Encouragement. The Holy Spirit of God. The gifts of the Spirit. The power of God as I tried to appeal to you to think about Sunday if you were here. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be full. The Lord's words give us encouragement. If you don't take in the words of God daily, you will lose your courage and you will be discouraged, I promise you. It's essential. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Number two, what did the Lord say in the next phrase? These things I have spoken to you, number two, so that in me you may have peace. Some of you at peace tonight because you got a lot of money in the bank. Some of you at peace because you got a, your house is paid for. Some of you at peace tonight because all your kids are behaving. Well, just hold on to that for a little while. Your grandkids behaving, just hold on. That's today. What gives you peace? About to have a vaccine. Does that give you peace? What is it that gives you peace, my friend? What is it that allows you to lay your head on your pillow and know that if you never wake up, it's all right? Or can you do that? Lots of people in the world tonight can't go to sleep. They can't, they can't, they don't know sweet sleep. But you see, when you're in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have peace. Christ in you, you in Christ. The union of your relationship with Him brings peace. Look at these examples I've given you just from the Gospel of Matthew. By the way, the Lord's the, the, Lord's the one who kept saying, take courage, take courage, take courage, all through His ministry on the earth with people in pitiful terrible conditions. He said, take courage. Oh, look at this. Matthew 9, 2. They brought him a paralytic 
lying on a bed. I don't believe there's anybody here paralyzed tonight in this room. What a desperate condition that is. When he saw their faith, Jesus said, Take courage, son, your sins are forgiven. When I am in Christ, it means that I have had my sins forgiven. Anybody in here glad about that tonight? I know how wicked of a sinner I've been and continue to be. Bless God, the encouragement and the courage that comes because my sins are forgiven. Matthew 9, 22, Jesus turning and seeing her said, Take courage to this dear woman who had such a terrible blood problem, blood disease. Your faith has made you whole, and at once she was made well. Take courage. When you come to Jesus, take courage. But some of us come to Jesus, and then we act like the whole world is falling in on us, and It's crumbled around us and we live bowed down, running to our corners and hiding. But immediately Jesus spoke to them when they were out in the storm. Storming outside, isn't it? The world seems to be a storm right now. If you don't believe it, listen to those who will terrorize you by their news reports over and over again. How can you submit yourself to that, my friend? I love you in Jesus. I'm trying to be your pastor. The storms are raging. By the way, they've always been raging. But before we were so busy going, we didn't pay any attention to it. The storms were raging. The disciples thought they were going to die. And the Lord says, take courage. Don't be afraid. Really today, what you should ask yourself in these times is what are you afraid of? Do you fear something that's biological or do you fear God? Do you fear economic upheaval or do you fear God? I I know some of you are uncomfortable. You're going to be mad at me. I'll probably get some texts say, did you just get up on the wrong side of the bed today? No, I'm just trying to preach the Word of God today. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm asking you tonight, are you afraid? If you're afraid, what are you afraid of? You see, when I am in the Lord Jesus Christ and He is in me, I have peace. Peace. It's what we need. It's what you need. Not turmoil and torture in your mind. What did we study last week? Philippians 4 about contentment. Don't worry about anything. What are you worried about? The world's worried. The news is worried. Everyone's worried. Don't worry about anything, Philippians 4, 6, but pray about everything. Have you prayed about what you're worrying about? And the peace of God, which passes understanding, will guard your heart and your mind 
in Christ Jesus. The words of the Lord Jesus have been given in the world, in the world, for believers' encouragement. Courage rises, courage rises from the peaceful assurance in the words of the Lord Jesus and His presence. Number three, the next phrase. Courage stands in a world of constant tribulation. In the world, you have tribulation. So we're in it. We've always been in it. Some of us were inoculated in the past from it. But now you see when we can't go, when we're isolated, we have time to think. This is what's happening with so many today. There are a lot of people who are afraid to be alone. But you see, the Lord said it here, I'm not alone. The Father is with me. You're not alone if you're in Christ. The Lord is in you and with you. See, these, these things become either just theories and ideas you've come to church and heard preachers preach about and read it, or you believe this and you live by it. And you've experienced the power of the indwelling presence of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit in your life in the midst of a world filled with terror, dread, tribulation, trouble, and trials. And some of us are caught up in it. In this church, we're caught up in it. We're caught up in the tribulation and it's showing because there is no courage. We exalt in our tribulations. Romans 5, 3. Knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. Romans 8, 35. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine, you know, there have been times when the church, Paul had to take up an offering among the Gentile believers to help the Jewish believers who were in a famine in Jerusalem. You remember, the, you remember your Bible? God's people suffering through a famine. I'm talking about Christian, Christians. Sword, nakedness, peril, any of that going on today, all of it. Nothing separates you from the love of Christ. Be courageous. Perhaps we need more than any other thing as we think about these qualities of courage in Romans 12, 12. I've given it to you here. Three things in Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Persevere in tribulation. Church, my friends, those listening, this is what we must do these days. Rejoice in hope. Jesus is coming again. Heaven is our home. You're staying at a hotel on earth. Heaven is your home. Persevere in tribulation and be devoted to praying. I mentioned to you the study that was made by Barna. Why, among Christians these days, they're not reading their Bible as much. They're not praying as much. What in the world? With all this terror, you'd think that people would pray. Rejoice in hope, persevere in tribulation, and be devoted to prayer. That would help First Baptist Church in times like these. Paul said it this way. Here's a man who was standing with courage to do his ministry in a world that was against him. I do not consider my life of any count 
as dear to myself. Can you say that tonight? Oh, that was just Paul. He was a special guy. He was special. You know, missionary, preachers. I mean, they, they say this, but th that's not for me. No, this is for every believer. Tonight, do you count your life more dear to you than your relationship to Jesus Christ? Well, some of us, the way we're acting, that's what we're saying. I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I have received from the Lord to testify solemnly of the gospel of the grace of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing in these times of trouble and trial. Courage stands up in a world of constant tribulation. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. Mark it down. Mark it down. Take that part of this verse and live by it. You'll always have tribulation in this world. This is not heaven. This is the world. And finally, be courageous. I have overcome the world. Courage remains strong. Why? Because in Jesus Christ... We become overcomers. Because He has overcome the world, we overcome the world. Now this Greek word, to overcome, is the word to conquer. Some of us today are being conquered by the world. Conquered by the circumstances. Conquered by the trials. Conquered by fear. Conquered by fear. By His death, He overcame the world. He, by His death for sin, by resurrection over the power of death, His ascension to the right hand of the Father, His intercession in heaven, overcomer. Paul said this, which is so interesting. No one stood with Paul at the end of his life. You'd think that Paul's ministry was a, was a miserable failure. If you just manage some of you people in here in your business dealings. You'd never use Paul as an example of a successful business entrepreneur. At the end, he's all by himself. Pretty much everybody forsook him. But on, and he's there in Rome, and he's about to face Caesar, and he'll soon be dead. But on the night immediately following, when he was all by himself, he says, this is his testimony, Acts 23, 11, The Lord stood at his side, and the Lord said to Paul, Take courage, for as you have solemnly witnessed to my cause at Jerusalem, so you must witness at Rome also. The courage of the early church compared to the cowardice of the modern church. Justin Martyr was an early martyr in the Christian church, second century. He said to those who were about to kill him, You may kill us, but you can never hurt us. That's courage, not cowardice. The promises to overcome are overwhelming in the Word of God. 
I just ask you in 1 John, before I apply this, I want to just, I've added these because I think they're so important for you to hear. I think these are just so crucial, so critical. John, uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse number 4 says, You are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. 1 John chapter 5, verse number 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Is your faith gone? No wonder you're in cowardice tonight. Who is the one who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And then, may I just read these quickly to you? I don't have them on your sheet. If, you're, if you want to write them down, you can. If not, just listen. Listen to these promises for overcomers. Revelation 2, 7. He who has ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Revelation 2.11, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. Revelation chapter 2, verse number 17, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone, which no one knows but he who receives it. Uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 26. He who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations. Revelation chapter 3, verse number 5. He who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments and I will not erase his name from the book of life and I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation 3, 21, he who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Overcome, be of good cheer. Stand up and be courageous. You are an overcomer in Jesus Christ. Live like an overcomer in the midst of a world filled with Terror and fear and dread, my friend. Stand up and take courage and overcome because the Lord Jesus has overcome the world. It's the way Christians are supposed to live. Not this, I don't even know how to describe it. Deadening silence. Where's the church today? Things to remember. Courage demonstrates faith in God's promises. You want to you read about courage? Go, go to the end of Hebrews 11 and read the stories, the unnamed saints that are listed by Paul. Some we know from Old Testament stories, but look at the courage. They quench the power of fire. They escape the edge of the sword. Here's the phrase I like. From weakness they were made strong. That's courage. They moved from cowardice to courage. They became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Courage is a holy quietness. 
persuaded that God will protect us. Is that you today? This is very real to us all today, isn't it? It's how we're having to decide how to live with what we're told and what happens around us. There is courage and there is holy quietness because I am persuaded regardless of what happens around me. God's protection is real. You will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is focused on you because He trusts in you. I could have quoted 1 Peter, who are protected by the power of God unto salvation. 1 Peter chapter 1. It's holy quietness. True holy confidence quiets the mind. Courage is holy confidence to stand for God against the pressures of the world, Acts 4.13, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Outnumbered, out-resourced, the church has never had the advantage in the world. But there's a holy confidence that comes with courage. Holy courage. Courage grows when you see the courage of others. Paul says, Philippians 1.14, Most of the brethren trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment. They saw Paul go to jail for his faith. They have more courage to speak the word of God without fear. Do you have courage to speak the word of God without fear? Whatever else you may be talking about today, are you telling anybody about the Lord Jesus Christ and that He will save? Courage stands up to the evil one who seeks to steal, steal kill, and destroy. I love, I love the old book written by A.W. Tozer years ago, I Talk Back to the Devil. That's a good book. You ought to read it, seriously. Some of us are afraid to talk to the devil. He might get you. Courage stands up to the evil one. Oh, Ephesians 6.11. Put on the full armor of God. Are you all listening to me? Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. You know... The God of this world, the evil one, is at work doing a real number. In the midst of seemingly a silent church. Courage is strengthened because we overcome through the Lord Jesus Christ because He is the overcomer of all things. So tonight, are you an overcomer, my friend? Being an overcomer is another way to describe being a courageous one. You can look death and the devil in the eye and not be afraid, no matter what your age, no matter who's the president, no matter who's the governor.
So as we come to this tonight, we, my prayer has been all day that you might truly hear these words of the Lord, these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take courage in the world of tribulation. I have overcome the world. Live on the precious promises of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your courage will rise. Rejoice and be of good cheer, whatever you're facing. Talking to one of our dear ones who's in the middle of some heavy medical procedures. At the end of it, I have to say to him, be of good cheer in what you face. Be of good cheer in your losses. Be of good cheer in all that surrounds us. Be, in good, be of good cheer. Psalm 31, 24, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who hope in the Lord. Stand up and stand strong in the Lord. What did Paul say? He was talking about a friend of the Colossian church and he said, he prays for you all the time and here's what he prays. And this is what I pray for you tonight. That you may stand perfect and fully assured in all the will of God. That's courage. Overcome by your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and resist the devil. He's a coward. He'll run off. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the precious words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those disciples ran away in cowardice, in fear, in their troubles, and in their times. But then the Holy Spirit came, and the Word of God, the words of the Lord Jesus came back to them, and they stood against the nations, and against the devil, and the world, and proclaimed Jesus saves. Would you do that in us? Forgive us of our cowardice. Forgive us of living in fear rather than faith. Help us to be courageous and take courage in all our circumstances because you have overcome the world. You are our mighty conqueror. And we conquer all things in Jesus Christ. May the truths that we've talked about tonight linger with these who have heard me tonight. May they go home and think about them. May they meditate on these thoughts as they evaluate how they seek to live in these troubled times in which your will will be done and your purposes will be accomplished. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. We trust you tonight. And we thank you for our fellowship in Jesus together. Strengthen this church and may we be the people of God we should be. And we love you, Lord Jesus, for all you've done for us and you do for us. 
And we call upon you now at the throne of grace to show mercy and to help us in time of need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you. I hope that you'll be with us on Sunday night. And those of you who've joined us, may the Lord bless you. Call us. Let us know if we can do anything for you. May the Lord bless you. Have a good evening.